Welcome to the Grow Your Practice podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Chad Madden, owner of Madden Physical Therapy and Breakthrough. Join me each week as we dive into the best practices, systems, principles, tips, and tricks to help you grow your private practice. Welcome to the Grow Your Practice podcast. I'm your host, Chad Madden. This week, I wanted to share with you a recording from a recent webinar that I hosted. To get access to the slides and videos of this recording, you can visit getbreakthrough.com forward slash resources. Remember, this was a training hosted with a live audience, so there are real-time questions and answers that I think you will find valuable. Without further ado, let's get started. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Great. So um, we're going to go through uh, patient demand courses, basically like hyper-updated KM for today. Um, few things have changed. We ended up doing the killer marketing course, I believe, uh, 23 times. Um, but this is really the component. And a lot, the way this is structured is I'm essentially going to show you in the trenches um, basics, the, the principles, the first principles behind marketing, what's working right now. And then Daniel, um, and uh, Daniel's going to be walking you through with the help of Kyle and the rest of the product team walking you through how to implement this with software. So the purpose of this is to help you get clear on how you can consistently grow your, your practice. And we use this flywheel. Um, essentially, if you start in the upper left-hand corner, uh, you have the attraction, right? We all want to attract more new patients in so that we can see uh, more visits, and generate enough revenue so that we can pay our bills and continue to expand the impact that we're leaving. But that's attraction. Once we attract and we get people to raise our raise their hand, then we have conversion, right? So we're going to be going through some tools um, in that part of the course in terms of how to convert people that are responding to your ads over to paying patients. And then underneath it all, you're going to see uh, you're going to be able to measure everything that's going on. And uh, this is. Um, yeah, and you know, all the credit in the world to Carl and Kyle and the rest of the product team for building this out. But the more that we can measure what's going on, and that includes actually going in and auditing and listening and, and seeing what's happening with regards to conversion, um, the smarter we can get with our marketing dollars, seeing what's working and what's not. So getting the most out of the course, um, we'll start with this. You might want to grab a pen and paper or Rich, just have a good memory um, for sure. But uh, yeah, so the first one is like, why are you here? And, and just for me, um, you can type this in the chat um, in addition to writing it down, that would be great. But um, I'm guessing that you want consistent growth. It, when you think about that and growing your practice, however you're thinking about growing it, maybe it's not more square feet, but like, do you think about it in terms of uh, impact, like that you're able to help more people? Um, is it more money in terms of uh, profit or revenue or practice value? Or is it you're looking for more time? You're looking for a more efficient way to generate um, consistent new patient flow so that you can focus on other areas of the business or perhaps personal pursuits or interest or time with your family. So just out of those, if you can type that in the chat box or you can just unmute yourself and share. We have a tight enough group here. Gwen says all the above.
all the above. More time. Rich says more time. Great. Linda, where, where are you at on this? Um, yeah, I'm transferring ownership. So um, somebody else gets to take this stuff over. So I better teach her how to do it. Or right. you guys got to teach her how to do it. So, so this is more about uh, legacy and leaving it in, getting systems in place and leaving it in good hands. Yeah. Great. Awesome. So if you've ever been to one of our events, you know, the next thing that we go through is once you've established your purpose, um, and I, it's super powerful if you write it down, um, but the next thing that we always take a look at is, you know, what normally gets in the way and usually what gets in the way of uh, success is something called a self-limiting belief. And the most common one for clinicians is um, my, my business is different. My practice is different. There's something unique. You know, I'm in Saskatoon. I'm at a uh, different, you know, I operate in a different climate or environment um, for sure. Um, and Linda, I think you and I've talked a lot about this, but I actually have like personal connections to Saskatoon, which is always so unique when, when you bring that up. It's my favorite Canadian city name. Um, but my business is different. It, it is very, very common. And I, I recall at one of our events, and I actually, uh, I'm still close to the practice owner. Um, but we were talking, we went through this whole session on self-limiting beliefs. My business is different. And uh, this owner at the end, and there were 230 people in the room, I think, and, uh, and he said, well, yeah, I get everything that you're saying about self-loving beliefs. I wrote this down. I've been through this before, but um, I, I'm a cash pay practice and we have a, a home health. We're, we're not the same as everybody else in the room. It, it, so he literally verbalized my, my practice is different, right? So um, some of the other ones that will come into play in terms of uh, what will get in the way is I'm too old. I'm too young. Um, I times have changed. I can't do tech. I can't do, you know, I'm not smart enough or whatever that might be. But um, the, for any of you, has anybody ever been through the exercise before? Self-limiting beliefs? Linda, anybody else? Can't see everybody all at once. Carl, I know has done a lot of work here. Okay. So the, the most important thing that you can do right now in the time that we have is just be aware of it. So like as you're working through the course and as I'm teaching you principles and as Daniel's showing you how to implement them within the software, anytime that you hit a block and it could be, I, I don't have enough time, right? Or something else is going on, right? Anytime that you hit a block and you hear that conversation in your head, just be aware enough to write it down because the second that you become aware of it, you, you disempower that self-limiting belief to a degree. So the, um, the, there's a basically a four-step handling process we can go through um, at another time if you're interested in that. But right now, if you're aware of it, for most owners, it'll help them. Uh, it'll help you to get over the hump of uh, implementing. So whether you are a cash pay practice or whether you have a, a bad payer mix or you're on the wrong side of the railroad tracks or whatever is unique about your business, that's fine. But the principles um, still apply regardless. So 
Um, that that's number one. The other thing is time discipline. And, you know, it, it I've done a lot of work here in looking at um, uh, productivity hacks, but there, there's a couple basic things that any owner can do. Um, and, you know, it really parlays into um, just about every industry. It, how well do you control your time? So the course structure um, is really, you're going to learn exactly as we're talking about from Daniel and I, and then you're going to implement. Um, take it one step at a time. Don't try to look at the, um, you know, if something would happen and you would get behind, don't try to take a look at the entire course. Daniel's going to show you a pretty impressive schedule here in a minute. We're going to take it one step at a time. And the goal is that as we're going through, that you can implement every single step of the way so that as we get out to um, 90 days from now, that you can, you're a master of everything here. Um, but it, it's, it starts with just taking one step at a time. The best way to do it is if you can have some time discipline and block out 30 minutes a day, or I, I think an hour a week. Um, I know for myself, um, early in private practice, when I started blocking out one hour every Friday, just to focus on marketing and do nothing else, I wouldn't let anything creep into that patient notes or taking an additional uh, new patient or anything like that. I wouldn't let anything else creep into that. That's when uh, pr the practice really started to grow. So block out an hour a week specific to going through the patient demand course and then implementing everything uh, within the breakthrough software. Any questions on that so far? Great. So patient demand course overview. Again, Daniel's going to show you a schedule on this here in a minute, but we're going to, um, today I'm going to go through the three marketing uh, basics, marketing principles. Next time we're going to get into patient attraction, specifically with your patient list, um, how to think about that for most clinicians, even today, even after um, killer marketing and everything else that we've done in the marketplace, a lot of clinicians will overlook their patient list and that it's just an absolute goldmine. So we're going to talk about how to take the most advantage of that in today's marketplace um, with the tools that you have available to you. Then we're going to get into uh, patient attraction with partners and cold traffic, essentially how to go to another business and have them take their list and put it onto your, your patient list. Um, we're going to talk about patient conversion. There's a lot that we've learned here. If you've been through KM in the past, um, one of the latest things that, so I, I've done over 200 uh, workshops now, and we had uh, a therapist who I thought I knew how to end the workshop the right way for maximum success. Um, she ended up doing 100% close uh, four workshops in a row. We had a therapist who was struggling. Um, not me, that other therapist, Jan, taught Matt, who I believe had a four out of uh, 27 converted at a workshop. Um, Jan then taught Matt after he was struggling uh, with the end of the workshop. And now he has had 100% um, closed workshops as well. So it, it's absolutely amazing. We're going to go through the best of what is working today from uh, phone calls, how to talk, how to communicate with people that are responding to, to your ads. We're going to share the best of what, and we have a lot of data here. Um, what's working the best uh, within the workshop or the uh, any sort of presentation that you might be doing. So any form of workshop or any form of presentation, we're also going to talk about what to do um, with your clinicians um, 
it once that that person gets into the room. And then to cap it all off, we're going to help you organize everything with a marketing calendar because um, in all the calls that Carl did with owners, that still seemed to be um, one of the biggest sticking points was creating that consistency and having things laid out that you know every single month you don't feel like you're reinventing the wheel. You just have it in place and this happens this week, this happens this week. We're going to show you how to do that here as well. So principle number one is market message media match. Quick show of hands. How many of you know what this is? Hold on, I have to scroll. Aaron, Gwen. Okay. Maureen. Okay. So great. Um, for any marketing to work, three things have to be in alignment. And if one of these is off, marketing's not going to work. So uh, this comes from... Uh, Originally, Dan Kennedy, he had a course in the 80s and 90s called uh, Magnetic Marketing. as the first earliest place I can find it. Um, but anyhow, the first thing is your market. So this is your target market. Most of us in healthcare are targeting 45 to 64-year-old family-oriented females. On here, is anybody else outside of that? Do you have a different market that you're targeting? Linda, Amanda, same. Great. So that's the target market. The next thing that we want to think about is what media are they consuming? So if they're consuming uh, a weekly mailed coupon clipper type paper in the mailbox, then we want to be in that. If they're on, um, if they are on Facebook or Google or whatever they're util utilizing online, we want to be there as well, right? So that's um, that's the media. The next thing that we want to think about is, so if we have our target market and we have the media that they're consuming, the next thing is the messaging. And this is the one that most of us just fail on miserably because we usually write what we think the person wants to hear. And usually we write about it in, in the messaging we use clinician-based language rather than the actual market's language, right? So there we want to think about um, how they're using, what media they're using, how they're using it, and we want to match that. And we want to do it in very lay terms. So a quick thing that you can do is um, like whatever diagnosis you want to attract, if you go online and you look for testimonials of various treatments, it doesn't have to be one necessarily that you're offering but you read what people are writing, that is the type of language that you wanna match, right? Not what the Mayo Clinic or Cleveland Clinic is putting out. Um, you wanna match what, um, how people are talking about their problem. And it, it's typically fifth grade reading level or below. So that's market message media match. And, and again, in order for any marketing to work, those three things have to be in alignment. And if one of those is not in alignment, can create a lot of problems and a lot of wasted money. Any questions on that? So I think when you, you said no before, does that land for you? Great. All right. So when we're talking about markets, there are basically three essential markets. I'm going to give you the three basics. I started looking at this a little bit different within the last uh, month or two after doing some other research. And I, I I'll give you two additional ones as well. So the first one is uh, your past patients. And 
it's pretty simple. So within any business, the um, number one most valuable asset in the business, the majority of the time is the past customer list. We're in healthcare, it's our past patient list. It's one and the same thing. So people who already know, like, and trust you, who've come in, who've been treated by you in the past, they are the people in your area who are most likely to see you tomorrow, right? So again, this is amazing to me. Many owners that we've had who've gone through KM will still ignore their past patient list. Just it's, it's wild to me, right? So if you think about what has happened in uh, conservative care and marketing, many times we'll chase that cold traffic before we'll, we'll start marketing to our past patient list. And that's, that's kind of silly. So number one place that we want to market is our patient list. There are two benefits that we get out of there. Number one is we have patients that are reactivated. Number two, we get more word of mouth referrals. So patients who've been to us, who send other people to us. Target market number two is business or partners or referral sources. So we used to think about this. Um, we used to teach it as pay, or as uh, sorry physicians. And what if you really think about it? Um, so how many of you have ever done a partner workshop where you've gone into like a, a CrossFit gym or a yoga studio or something like that, and they've hosted you and you've done a talk for for yep. Linda, that's not fair. You have, don't you have a building yoga studio? I do. That's great. That, that's perfect. Though. But you, you get the idea. So I, essentially what we're trying to do, you know, imagine if you can, if your target market is 45 to 64 year old family oriented females, and we can say, okay, where are they spending their time? And they're spending their time um, at Starbucks, right? Would it not be great if we could go to Starbucks and say, hey, by the way, Starbucks manager, um, could you just give me a list of every 45 to 64-year-old family-oriented female who's bought a whatever they buy at a, a you know, Frappuccino or whatever it is at, it, it, in the last 12 months because I want to put them on my list, right? That's really what we're trying to do with um, not only other businesses in the area, but it's also what we're trying to do with referral sources, like physicians, PAs, nurse practitioners, et cetera, right? Take people off of your patient list who potentially could benefit from our services and send them to us, refer them to us. That's what we're really asking them to do. So the second big bucket is businesses or other clinics that have lookalike lists that you would like to potentially um, treat as well. And the third is the cold public. And, you know, there's a lot around this. Um, we definitely have learned how to go to an unaware public who doesn't understand what uh, chiropractic care, or physical therapy, or naturopathic care, they don't understand what it is, right? And we can learn to create awareness. And there's a very specific way that we do that. And we'll get there in a second. But there are the three major target markets the um, the five the two additional ones that I was going to give you are really the two ways that you can benefit from past patients reactivated and word of mouth, and then um, number two, when we started tracking our uh, our new metrics for new patients, we now divide it into five categories. So number two becomes businesses, partner businesses, and physician referrals. By the way, if you have a question, you can just unmute or type it in the chat or Q and A. 
Um, so types of media. Offline, we have direct mail on the mailbox, um, which works really well for us in some areas. And even in central Pennsylvania, we have one clinic that works amazingly well and another clinic that's not that far away, it doesn't work at all for us. So you constant want to, constantly want to be looking at that and thinking about how the, your different markets and geographies, if you have more than one clinic, are responding to these media types. Uh, billboard, radio, TV, print ads, et cetera. Online, email, Google, YouTube, same company. Facebook, Instagram, same company. TikTok, seems to be a lot of uh, interest in TikTok. But um, you, you get the idea here. So these are the most common media types that are being used today. Messaging, again, it's clinician language versus patient language. You want to make sure that you're using, you're talking about problems with language that patients are using. It is magical when you do that. If you talk like a clinician to patients, it's just a, it's a turnoff. It goes over their head and they, they're not going to respond nearly as well. Hey, podcast listeners, when we make assumptions about others, it's just not fair. In spite of that, I'm going to make an assumption about you. You have a growth mindset. You want to help more people, leave a bigger impact, build a better practice. Am I close? If I'm right, then I have a unique offer that I think you'll be interested in. But first, if you're a regular listener, you probably know that this is brought to you by Breakthrough, the leading platform for private practice growth. Breakthrough's mission is to help people in pain get back to normal, live healthier, and do it naturally. The best way to do this is by empowering private practice owners like you to grow your business through direct-to-consumer marketing. If you're a practice owner with a growth mindset, you'd benefit from a risk-free consultation with a breakthrough growth expert. Go to getbreakthrough.com forward slash podcast offer to take advantage of this unique opportunity. On that call, you'll learn the key principles of how practice owners are helping more people, creating a bigger impact, and building better businesses with Breakthrough Systems. As an added bonus, the team at Breakthrough is giving a $50 Amazon gift card to any of the podcast listeners who attend this growth consultation. Sign up for your growth consultation and $50 gift card at getbreakthrough.com forward slash podcast offer. Again, that's getbreakthrough.com forward slash podcast offer. Principle number two is direct response marketing. And everything that you do, you're going to use direct response. Um, so marketing, what is direct response marketing? It's marketing that is designed to elicit an immediate and measurable response. In contrast to traditional marketing, which we'll call branding, it creates uh, which creates brand awareness. Direct response marketing drives immediate ROI. So I asked this before, how many of you have done a workshop? Okay. so. Pause for a second. Now think about that. So what direct response marketing does is it gets a person to raise their hand, right? Just like we did right there, right? So it's how many of you have had shoulder pain in the last 30 days? Anybody? Aaron, sheepishly. Great. Um, yeah. So it's the same idea. So if you're trying to attract uh, people for shoulder pain treatment, and you're going to do that with an ad. A direct response ad is going to have them raise their hand. A branding ad is going to talk about how great you are as a clinician treating shoulder pain, which is something that we're going to want to avoid. And why do we want to do that? Because you and I likely don't have the marketing budgets of um, our, our, the larger competitors in our area, including the 
healthcare and hospital systems. Yep, so we don't have the money uh, in general in private practice uh, to waste on branding that, that may or may not work, that don't have uh, any measurable result. Um, we must use direct response for an immediate return. I know um, for most of us that are participating with insurances that 30 to 60 day turnaround is a killer itself. We, we don't wanna have delays and um, response to, to our ads. The other thing that happens is you get a long-term list building and uh, oddly a branding value. So if you become known, so we advertise for rotator cuff, back pain, knee pain in our area, specifically driving to workshops or some sort of piece of valuable information. Um, but people will know us as the back pain person um, or the, the knee person. This literally happened to me. I'm in the gym this morning, 6 a.m., uh, Matt, Matt walked up to me. Hey, by the way, don't you know a lot about knee pain? So you still get a branding effect, um, from direct response, but if you do branding only, then you have no measurable response and you're only getting a, a branding effect. So if you do direct response in the right way, and we'll lay this out very simply for you as we go through and show you how to do it then you're going to get that branding response as well, and you'll be building a bigger list. So here's some examples of branding. You know, uh, perhaps the most notable one is, you know, Nike's Just Do It campaign. Uh, what they try to do there is create a, a feeling that you associate with the brand name, um, which is fine. But again, you nor I have the marketing budgets um, to compete on the level of a Nike or anybody else. And if you go back and you watch like what Phil Knight did in the beginning, um, he was going directly to the consumer. So oddly study Nike in the beginning, not what they're, they're doing today, because many times we uh, business owners will uh, have a fallacy that I need to mimic what the multi-billion dollar company is doing today, rather than what they did. Phil Knight was doing it back in the, the late sixties, early seventies. Here's an example of a direct response ad. I pulled this literally um, from our Madden and Gilbert physical therapy page. This is a, a shoulder pain workshop. Um, number one, most successful thing that we're doing. Um, and so very, you know, what do you see in this ad? That's different that, yeah, you tell me what, what's different in this ad than a branding ad. It's actually showing like someone being worked on, right? Compared to just saying like, just do it. Great. What else? Doesn't really have your logo on it. It's just all about the patient. Exactly. That's a great one. Perfect. What else? So what? One yeah. more key. One more key one. There's a there's a call to action. Yeah, yeah, a, a CTA or call to action. So we want the person who's looking at the ad to have a very specific response. In this case, they click on the ad, they go to a landing page, and they they sign up for the workshop. So when we're doing direct response, there are three possible offers. We can offer a product. Uh, example would be a Theraband. We're not gonna do that. I'm not gonna show you how to do that. I've never seen it work super well. We can offer a service. 
which would be like a free or discounted um, package. I just had a really good um, podcast episode with uh, Jeff Langmaid. And, uh, and he was talking about this, how like the Groupon type offer for discounted service um, will, will, has wrecked some practices. And uh, Jeff's in a unique situation. He's a chiropractor. Um, his wife is a physical therapist. And he was talking about this. Um, and I, I've found the same thing to be true, that offering a discounted or free service as an enticement um, it kind of wrecks our image a little bit. Uh, literally, as I'm looking out the window right there, there is a, a competing office that offers a $39 massages. And that just has a cringy feely <laughs> feeling to, to me every time I drive by it. Um, yeah. And, it, but they've been doing it for a while, so it must work to a degree. Um, but yeah, so discounted service, we're not going to get into that too much either. Why? Because information wins repeatedly. And how can we offer information? We can do it in the form of a report, a book, a workshop, or a lecture, webinar, whatever you want to call it. There are multiple options there. And number three is we are along the lines of information. We're always going to be um, thinking about educating the potential patient. So patient education. Now, if you've ever heard yourself wondering, I wish more people knew what my services could do for them. This is, this is the answer. It's an established and proven concept. It's over 150 years old. If you want to get really geeky, uh, like I do in marketing, uh, Elizabeth Longfellow in the mid 1800s was the first female physician in the U S she was in Manhattan and the AMA or the AMA precursor prevented her from advertising her services. Um, so she had quite an uphill battle. She started doing uh, this lecture series, which was like a precursor to, to workshops. And, uh, and she ended up having a very successful career, but you can look her up, uh, check her out, but she was doing it 150 years ago. Education buys time. And when we're talking about a cold or unaware uh, potential patient, it, it buys time for us to build trust, deliver valuable information, and to see if you know, they're appropriate for the services that we offer. And the third point here is there's a direct correlation between the amount of time a potential patient spends with you and the likelihood that they purchase your services. They come in and they listen to you for 30 minutes or an hour. They've consumed your content. There's a pretty, uh, pretty cool thing that happens. It's you're, you're going to build authority, celebrity in their eye and their eyes are going to be the expert. And, you know, what's going to happen is they're more likely to be gritty through the process of their, their treatment plan, not drop off, but they're going to achieve their goals and, and ultimately become a raving fan as well. There's some different types of patient education uh, that we just talked about. And just to get back to this, um, as we go through, we're going to talk about um, attraction, the flywheel. Again, you're probably going to see this every on every call. But attraction and in this call, we talked about um, the three big components, three big principles. First one was market message media match. Second is we're always going to use direct response marketing. And the third one is we're going to focus on pa patient education. Any questions on this so far? All right. For some of you, a review. For others, you know.
Remember to visit GetBreakthrough.com to access our free resource library designed specifically for private practice growth. While you're there, make sure you register for a complimentary growth assessment to learn about potential opportunities for growth in your local market. Again, thank you for tuning into the Grow Your Practice podcast and supporting our mission to help people in pain get back to normal naturally.